When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Have you ever had a ghost encounter? Mm-hmm. 651-641-1071. No. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. Hi. The Colleen and Boo Bradley Show. That's what we call ourselves when we get closer to Halloween. Uh, and we're wondering if you've had a ghost encounter. 651-641-1071. Uh, Bradley, you seemed to mock a little bit. Well, because I don't think ghosts are real. I think they're time travelers from a future dimension. But that's a separate story. That's not your question. I have not had a ghost encounter or, of any kind. Or a time traveler encounter. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, there are times when you think you see things out of the corner of your eye, like a little child standing there with a knife over your bed. So you have but never actually had. No, but I've never like seen like a real ghost before. Just out of the corner of your eye. No. Okay. No, I've actually never had a, a ghosty experience. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Have you? Because um, I have like a list of a bunch of celebrities describing their own ghost encounters, <laughs> and I'm telling you, there's like uh, a lot. There's uh, twenty three, I think. Um, would you like to choose a celebrity to hear a ghost encounter from? How about I give you three options and you tell me which one you want to hear? Sure. Yeah. Uh, while we're waiting for callers, uh, okay. Do you want to hear uh, Keanu Reeves? Do you want to hear Miley Cyrus? Oh, God, I bet that ghost is dumb. Or Megan Mullally? Uh, I want to hear Miley Cyrus, because okay, you just ahead. know it's going to be eye-roll worthy. Okay. I saw a ghost in my backyard. Okay, so she had a frightening experience with a haunted rental apartment in London. She says, quote, it was seriously so terrifying. I was having really crazy dreams and really scary things. And then one night, my little sister, it sounds so crazy to tell you, but she was standing in the shower and all of a sudden I heard her scream. I ran in there and the water had somehow flipped to hot, but it was still, it wasn't like the water had just changed the knob and turned, but she hadn't turned it and it was burning her. She was really red. I mean, it was probably just like a pipe issue. Before I felt this, I thought I had this little boy sitting on the sink watching me take a shower. So I felt really freaked out. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. 651-641-1071. Have you ever had a ghost encounter? Let's go to Betsy. Betsy's on the line. Hello, Betsy. Hello. Have Hi. you ever had a ghost encounter? Yes. I cleaned houses for a living and I was in the house alone. I was in the bathroom cleaning, and I leaned, you know, I, I leaned my upper body forward so I could get to the counter and the, the mirror, and and someone ran their finger along my hip. Ew, creepy. And so, oh. yeah, it was, it was very creepy. And I'm like, okay, okay, what do I do? So I said, nobody gets to touch the cleaning lady. Oh. And then I had to go back in two weeks. And this time there was cologne downstairs in the shower 
And I'm like, are you home? You know, mentioning the gentleman's name. Nobody answered. And I went upstairs to get the cleaning stuff. I came back down. The cologne smell was gone. Oh. It was it didn't just dissipate. It was gone. Wow. And I had the same thing happen with women's perfume. Mm. So finally I sat on the steps and I said, Okay, I am here for two hours every two weeks. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Wow. You don't leave me alone, I will make your life miserable. Ooh. Or their death. I haven't had any problems since. (laughs) I love it. Betsy, thank you for your call. I'm sorry. I'd ask for a raise. Right? I'd be like, you You, got some ghosties ghosties up in here. I'm going to need a couple extra ducats. A few extra dollars. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Let's go to Brenda. Brenda's on the line. Hi, Brenda. Uh, Have you had a ghost encounter? Yes, I have. How are you guys? I love you. We're good. We love love you too. too. Okay, great. Well, I was talking to my sister one day, and she said, you know, every night at about six o'clock at night i get this unbelievable skunk smell that is coming just right in the doorway of my bedroom and i said well what you got on your hands is a ghost she said are you kidding me there's no way and i said hey i am telling you at six o'clock when that odor appears it was like a skunk i said you go over there i said it wouldn't hurt if you threw in a you Hail Marys and our fathers mm-hmm. and just say and just say you are not wanted here. You go wherever you need to go, but you're not wanted here. And I called her back the next day and she goes, Oh my God, Brenda, it's gone. It didn't happen today. Wow. And I said, Well, you know and so later on she about a couple weeks later she talked to her neighbor and said, You know, did anything unusual happen in my place? She goes, Well the man that was in there, died. Ah! Yeah. Oh. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And right. yeah, I'm a ghostbuster in my family. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Brenda. I also just hope there wasn't like an actual skunk. Skunk. I mean, that would be like awkward. The Ooh, at six o'clock every day, it sprays. Well, you know, maybe like the air conditioner changed up or like sure. wafted something around. Let's go to Steve. Steve, Steve, have you had a ghost encounter, Steve? Yes, yes. Uh, my wife's house that we live in was a family house, and she's had two family members pass away in the house. And they'll touch her in the middle of the night and stuff, and like the other callers, they'll just touch her shoulders and her hair and stuff. But you can be the only one home, and doors will open all by themselves, uh, especially if you go into the bedroom and go to bed. You can hear people walking around outside in the living room in the hallway. Mm. And then we've got religious plates that hang up that hang up on some walls and just about every single morning I have to readjust them because they go through and they tilt all the religious plates so oh that they're not gosh. straight. Mm-hmm. Oh Sounds my like word. Ghost. Okay, Bradley. No, they they, don't want but the they're friendly. And like I said, it, it's family members so it's just mischievous. Nothing bad has ever happened. Yeah, nobody's trying to hurt you. that they're always there. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Although I would argue at the point that a ghost is touching me, it's a problem. Right. Like, I don't want to be touched by ghosts you don't want to be only want to be, be touched by an angel i don't want to be touched by an angel <laughs> don't even want to be touched Roma Downey. by Della Reese. <laughs> Della Reese, may she rest in oh peace peace mm-hmm. one rest piece, piece. Della Reese. Della Reese. <sighs> not reese's okay. pieces nope i see what you did i there. never <laughs> okay i'm gonna shut up yep. but ghosts yeah Ooh. okay let's go to anna hi anna 
Anna, Hi. have you ever had a ghost encounter? Uh, my husband, he did, and he didn't want to tell me about it because he knows how freaked out I get. But it's actually kind of a sweet story. Um, his phone, his alarm had a strobe light on it, and he said for a split second he saw a woman sitting in the rocking chair right next to our bed, and <gasps> she was skinny, and she had big glasses on from, like, the 80s. So then, um, and his brother was having a baby. They were going to name her Adeline, and that was his grandma's middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, and his grandma passed away about a week before my husband was born. Mm-hmm. And so she never got to meet him. Um, and and uh, we have a friend who's a medium, and he said it was a full moon, and men are more susceptible to the energies of the world. And so we looked at the pictures of his grandma, and he confirmed it was probably her. And so we had our medium friend, like, go through and do all these, like, vibration yelling things and, like, uh, some Palo Santo, he lit that and said, you know, I can feel a lot of energy right here, like, where it happened. Um, but since we have a four-year-old, he wanted to be sure the energies were clean. And, you know, we welcome our family members, mm-hmm. uh, the spirits around us, but we just wanted to be safe, too. Yeah, I know, for sure. Wow, interesting. Thank you, know, you, Anna. I just, I feel like I'm, the ghosts, ghosts are holding out on me. Because I want to see a ghost. I mean, I would, because, like, I'm not afraid of, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Thank you. <laughs> but the, to that end, like, show up. Like, you know, you never, it's not like three o'clock on a Tuesday when I'm just walking into my house and like, you know, uh, large Marge is sitting in the corner. I mean, I, I would, I welcome that because I if that like is real. You want ghosts as much as I want aliens. Yeah. I mean, same with aliens. Beam on down. <laughs> Beam on down the road. Show, show yourself. <laughs> Because I will believe, but you know, you hear these stories and I don't think these people are lying to us, Right? you know, the stories that they're sharing. I just, I'm like, that's never happened to me. So I don't have anything to relate it to. Well, and I think, honestly, I think some of it is that like, you're probably more willing to explain it away because like, I hear that, but then you hear like examples of like, there was an old lady wearing these kinds of glasses. mm -hmm. Like you really saw like a person like i can understand things walk by like you see things out of the corner of your eye and you maybe explain it away mm-hmm. but like i'm talking about the people who see like you want like a real apparition yeah, like let me just walk into the room and see the, the like liberace ghost. or something yeah please i <laughs> no. will talk to him there's rip taylor throwing ghost confetti oh how exciting when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, we got to reconvene our Catch and Kill book club uh, and talk about more revelations from the Ronan Farrow book Catch and Kill after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Um, we have to get together right now and have a meeting of the Catch and Kill book club. The book we've been reading by Ronan Farrow on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, how, how shall we begin the book club oh today? Oh my God, you guys. NBC kind of looks like trash in this book. I mean, honestly, it's by real NBC, bad. I don't mean the hardworking people that make uh, great content for NBC every day. I'm talking about the people high up making the executive decisions. And there are all these different layers and we don't need to get into them but in Ronan Farrow's book Catch and Kill he discusses among other things the trajectory of his attempting to tell a story about Harvey Weinstein um, with NBC and it becomes very clear at a certain point that the powers that be which include people um, uh, like 
Noah Oppenheim. Um, they also include people like Phil Griffin, who's the head of MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Oppenheim is the head of NBC News. Like these, y- you get a sense for what these like super big players are like, mm-hmm. and they don't come out looking very good at all in this book. In fact, they they become the wall that Ronan Farrow faces, and at a certain point decides to walk away from so that he can tell the story he's trying to tell with a news uh, outlet or a, uh, a media outfit that actually is interested in telling the story as it is. What this book does um, is it actually like lays context for us about a story that we knew the rudimentary facts of, which were Ronan Farrow had a story he wanted to tell and the brass at NBC said no. And so he took it elsewhere. Those three things we knew already when they happened But the way that he lays it out and the meticulous detail that he uses to explain where and when the turns took place and how he was continuing to try to investigate the story and how the brass at NBC was intervening and who they were connected to uh, that was making them say, no, we won't be doing that. It sounds like I'm just look real bad. I'm just going to boil it down for you. And again, I, I encourage you to read the book so that you can get the full account. But Um, The book Catch and Kill. But essentially, there is this. So in this book, there were three different things. I just want to focus on two because we just don't have enough time. Um, Essentially, know this. At a certain point, he's got the story. He has everything that he needs. He's got people on camera. They are ready to publish this story. Again, nobody knows that Harvey Weinstein has done these things. There have been rumors for years. Here is the first story with people attaching themselves to the story, with their names, with their faces, telling him about sexual assault, etc. He's got all that ready to go. The brass at NBC is like, oh, uh, I don't know, legal? Oh, maybe legal is a little concerned. We don't, we need to check some things. Turns out, legal didn't have issues with it. Again, according to Ronan Farrow. Um, so then it was like, well, okay, so if we're going to do this, I mean, does pe- do people really care about, like, do people really even know who Harvey Weinstein is? Like that matters. We know the people he assaulted. And also, that woman, you know, sh- women do that when they're trying to get away from creepy guys. Like, is that anything? I mean, so what if he was kind of gross to her? Is that really a big deal? Like, so these roadblocks start popping up. And at one point they say, well, let's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have like a really um, veteran producer, high up producer with decades of experience. Look at everything you've done and go over it with a fine tooth comb. 
Turns out that producer, by the way, uh, little known fact, also has a history of sexual harassment at the company. Oh, great. So the guy that they pick to look over this thing has a questionable past. And by the way, the woman who um, you know made the allegation ends up leaving with a huge settlement when she doesn't want to, even though she goes on to have a, you know, a very good career. So there are all these like just weird roadblocks that start plopping mm-hmm. up that make you. And at one point, the head of NBC News says to Ronan Farrow, Harvey's concerned that you're too close to the story. Oh, oh, uh, Harvey's concerned. what Harvey thinks? Which he implicates, Ronan does, that essentially Ronan, or uh, that uh, Oppenheim, Oppenheim is talking to, um, that is the head of NBC News is talking to um, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a conflict of interest. Yeah, Yeah. and what he's referring to, of course, is that Harvey Weinstein and Miramax had been responsible for distributing a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, like years ago. So, you know, they're like, oh, Ronan, you come from a family of sexual abuse. That's all you see. You see it everywhere. You're not really the person to tell the story. Horrible, horrible, horrible behavior. Anyway, then he goes on, we learn, and tells a story through The New Yorker. Um, Last up. Just really quickly, maybe some other day we'll get the chance to tell this full story. Um, Phil Griffin, who's the head of MSNBC, who we talked about yesterday because he was the guy that showed the pictures of Maria Menounos's um, wardrobe wardrobe malfunction malfunction at a staff meeting and was getting all sexy about it, Mm -hmm. creepily so, is also a guy who essentially tried to get Ronan Farrow to change a new story about Gwen Stefani dealing with vaccines that left a very bad taste in the mouth of Ronan Farrow and of course, anybody else who reads that story, mm-hmm. because it essentially makes it sound like celebrities have the ability to write their own news stories. And coming from a guy who's the head of the news, the division. MSNBC mm-hmm. division of, of uh, NBC mm-hmm. seems a little suspect. Yeah. So be saying, go ahead and edit a story to make it look yeah, a different way. Exactly. That's not journalistic ethics. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D bags to tell you about celebrities behaving badly after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Well, um, it's a very, very important holiday. You may not even be aware of it. We are celebrating a sweet 16. It is that of Jojo Siwa. Oh, what's Jojo Actually, she turned 16 Jojo. in May. With a bobo. Uh, Jojo with a bobo turned 16 in May. Wait, you made a... Huh? Okay. I made a what? Is she your D-bag? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she was. No, yeah, she is. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying she's a child. Oh, I'm sorry, but come on. <laughs> because. No, I'm here for it. Tell me more. She rolled up to Craig's in West Hollywood, California on Wednesday night. Uh, she's a licensed driver now. And, um. Uh-oh. She rolled up to Craig's in West Hollywood. Which, by the way, is like the go-to she-she place for celebrities in Hollywood. So, apparently, she's a she-she celebrity in Hollywood now. Jojo with a bobo. Mm-hmm. She rolled up uh, with a bow, her trademark bow in her hair and her side ponytail. And uh, she carried her valet ticket to the parking attendant. And they... Pulled her car up so she could get into it. And her car is what makes her a D-bag. It is a Tesla. 
that is wrapped in photographs of herself. It's her face, yeah. It's her face, like, layered all over it on her car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, is not her only JoJo with a Bobo mobile. Yeah, no, we've seen JoJo with a Bobo mobile. Remember, because Justin Bieber made fun of her. Yeah, that was. So this is a Tesla that's wrapped with her image, her visage, if you will. The other one was a custom BMW convertible. That one had a paint job uh, that depicted JoJo with a Bobo. That's Um, the one that Bieber didn't like. Exactly. So apparently now she's not only known for her trademark Bobo, but also her go-go. But you because know, because her car has a picture of her. her. With the Holly, go-go. can you do me a favor while we're finishing this uh, this conversation? And just yeah. in case people are unacquainted uh-huh. with JoJo with the Bobo, can you pull up uh, some audio of her so we can share it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Uh. So what I was going to say is, and um, Holly, we'll get back to you in a moment. But she pointed out something that I think is delightful about this particular story earlier. The re. Very likely the reason that her car has her face on it. Can you guess? I mean, so other than the people fact that, will know she's in it. Well, yes, that. And what does it allow her to do? Um, Drive her car with her Rice face on it. the car off as a tax. Uh, uh, a tax That's actually kind of genius. Thingamabobber. Yeah, and you know, it's actually the subject of some content over on JoJo Siwa's YouTube channel. Let's listen uh, to JoJo Siwa okay. be surprised okay. by her parents. Every, oh, yeah! Everybody, put your hands over your ears yes, with right her now. new Tesla. I just say this. Oh my car! What did you do? I love it. You know, I knew you liked your face on the cars. Yes, I love my face so on the cars. we thought we'd do a million faces. It's a car of just my face! Yeah, just yep. your face! It's that like is insane. Anyways, I don't know if you like it. I just... Okay. Oh, my God. Just I, a little you taste. Guys, and then the, the seats... You, also, you get through life? You know what's going to be really sad? Yelling is when everything. she's like 30... Oh, and she has to talk normal when she's Jojo no Momo, because that's just going to be like people are going to be like, ma'am, can you calm down? I have to be honest. I'm going to this is the this is the problem with a lot of child stars is like the thing that makes them adorable as a child ceases to be adorable at a certain age. And I'm going to go ahead and say well, I would she's say that she's going. Yeah, she's yeah. tiptoeing I mean, over that. Because line. remember when you were 16? You weren't wearing hair bows Uh -uh. um, bigger than your head, and you certainly weren't wearing like bedazzled sneakers and neon clothes Uh -uh. like your, I don't know, nine-year-old sister does, which she totally should do because that's normal. But I mean, is she going to have like her face all over like her, (laughs) like... I want to say no. I want to say like Hunter. Oh, I could not. She's growing. She's a woman now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. and women, <laughs> like you know, JoJo Siwa pregnancy tests that scream JoJo at you when C- it's positive. Siwa sanitary napkins. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Like, yeah, it's just she's gonna be a mom. 
again, I think it's time for somebody to to swoop in and just say, "Hey, JoJo." Oh yeah, because the cash You're cow grown. that is JoJo Siwa that can't switch that it up. spigot ain't getting turned off anytime soon. If only oh, it's so sad. Betty Davis was alive to play the older version of the future JoJo oh, Siwa. My God. <laughs> Not be delightful. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever happened to Baby Siwa? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Baby Jojo? All right, Indeed. I'm done. Now, are you mad that I called her a d bag? No, I'm not mad that you okay. called her a d bag at all. It just occurred to me when you said that I was like, "Oh gosh, she's 16." Suddenly, we're but you know what? If you're gonna have adult toys and have adult money, adult toys. I mean, I'm, okay, not that kind. Well. I mean, Jojo Siwa. It's likely. Um, okay, we shouldn't even be saying that. But I'm just saying, other teen stars have gone that direction. For Abraham. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Jojo on the next season of Teen Mom. Oof. Uh, okay, let's hope not. So now I want to make my D bag people, and I don't mean the magazine for oh, us wow. because they typically are a frequent flyer on the D bag list. Um, which is like the name of my reality show, Life on the D-Bag List. <laughs> no, it's because of people. Like humans. Human people. Human people. Why? Well, let's go back to a story that Holly brought up during a Dirt Alert, wherein Suzanne Summer, star of Three's Company and countless infomercials and yes. products that you've wasted money on over the years. Master. Uh, Julia's used to have wasted. one in the studio. Yeah, it's somewhere. There is a photo of her celebrating her 73 years on planet Earth, buck naked in a field, uh, holding her boobs. I think that is actually the traditional way to celebrate. Yes, that's 73rd. It's the year of the bush. Crotch crotch in the bush. I mean, not crotch. Crotch in the bush. Crouch in the bush. (laughs) Crouch in the bush. Chapter in in my autobiography. It's better than a bush in the crotch. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Before we get taken off the air again, again, I would just like to tell you that Suzanne Summers was in Palm Springs, decided to get naked, sit in a field, and take a photo of herself. Good you on know, her. I say, good on you, honey. When I'm seventy three, I want to be free to be you and me. I want to feel confident in my body. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna have that. Mm-hmm. I probably won't share it on Instagram, but that's just a yeah, style thing. That's yeah, that's right? your own choice. That's your prerogative as. Bobby Brown once so wisely said, <laughs> "It's your prerogative. It's not your aesthetic." Uh-huh. Yeah, but but I'm saying I want to give her on, uh, honors. the The thing that I don't like is that there is this entire article about people shaming her and calling her death so nasty, and how like basically telling her she shouldn't be doing it because it's in bad taste. I'm like, have you that? Have you been to? Have, have you, you been have to you the spent world? Any lately? time in America? Um, somebody goes, somebody commented, Suzanne, and you can just hear this. Oh. And no offense. It's probably a lot of women. Yeah. Of a certain age. Oh, trust. Holly and I've had this conversation recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like to hear more. Mm-hmm. But first, there's this. Suzanne, I hate to say this, but I don't think that picture is tastefully done. It looks gross. Okay. okay. Well, thanks for your opinion. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, by the way, if you hate to say this, then just don't say it. Well, thank you. And then somebody goes, like, you must be jealous. And she goes, jealous. 
Hardly. I'm an extremely open-minded woman, but this photo is lacking class. Suzanne just doesn't look good anymore to flaunt herself in her old birthday suit. Sorry, Susie, but you're too old for this. Show some class and put on a t-shirt and jeans. Then you'll look hot. (gasps) Rude. Somebody else said, you're too old to be looking like this. Looking like what? Herself? And then people go on, you're too old, she looks uh, amazing, but, um, you know, put some clothes on. How oh People are just rude, right? I'm sorry, I actually now gone to the actual posting yeah. to see what people are right. This one poster said, not all that attractive, but if you feel good, oh well. What? Oh well. That's so delightful. <laughs> what the womp, womp. Like, you know what, I like... I rarely comment on other people's Instagram posts, but can you imagine thinking to yourself, I'm going to stop what I'm doing today and make Suzanne Summers feel like doo-doo. That is not nice. Go home and keep your comments to yourself. Oh my gosh. This is so, this is sad. Somebody also says, I hope you're sitting on a satin pillow. Okay. I don't know what that means, but it, it means seems like it. She's concerned that there's dirt in her craft. <laughs> Things look don't a little pointy. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Rascal 24 said it. You pooping? <laughs> I mean, people. I will say, I when I saw that photo, I was like, it looks like she's popping a squat in the woods, which I have done myself. So when, no shame. When nature calls. But seriously, I just think people are so vile. Like you couldn't stop what you or you couldn't go about your day and just be like i mean i wouldn't do that but i'm not gonna make her feel bad on her 73rd birthday here's the thing just because you think something (laughs) doesn't mean you need to go sharing it (laughs) and that is the problem and also to your point bradley um it seems like there are other groups of people who have a difficult time with any woman who steps outside of the lines that they've already drawn for women. What's acceptable? So, for example, if you are a woman with an opinion, you are crabby and negative. Mm. Um, Sometimes you are, but... I can be, and that's my prerogative. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Like Bobby Brown said. I don't need you to get all hysterical, woman, okay? (laughs) Stop. Uh, it just it's it is this it's this thing that the people because now we've got this comment collection at our fingertips mm-hmm. that we feel like I need to populate this empty box with my opinion because it matters and tell people how they've stepped out of their place yeah. by doing something that made them feel good or made you feel like you like I well I wouldn't do that well I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Suzanne Sandy, Summers I don't was care waiting if for you Sandy do that. in, you know, um, Chico Valley. <laughs> oh, God, thanks, Sandy. Now I can go about my oh. day because I know that I, you know, am too nasty for you. Yeah. And I shouldn't be in my old birthday suit. By the way, it's my skin. Can I see your Sandy? Right. Yeah. And there's this whole, like, lighten up and, like, smile a little. Like, you know, how about I'm just going to be me today? So, Suzanne Summers, girl, you sit on whatever sand you want to sit on naked or clothed you smile for your birthday you live into every single last one of those 73 years and anybody who has an opinion about it can shove it also thank you and i do want her to check herself for ticks because this agree. looks very ticky. i do agree yeah and you know what places. but you know what brad 
She's a grown ass woman and she'll handle her own tick examination. Very true. And we're not going to go to her comment section and say that. We're just going to let her do herself. Yeah. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, um, things have gotten. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Things are real rough for Felicity Huffman in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, no, your ears do not deceive you. That was another hot ticket sounder. 651 641 1071. That's your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to the My Talk 107.1 Down and Dirty Masterpiece. I just lost words. I was so excited for the potential winner. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at My Talk. 1071.com Everything Entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley Trainer and um it's it's rough it's rough in the clink for Felicity Huffman. Oh gosh, you know, two things, okay, mm-hmm. uh about Felicity Huffman. One, don't worry, she's not going to have to do that whole 14 days. Also, her prison cell mm, doesn't look very prisony if you ask me. Uh in fact, they call it club fed. That's the prison facility where Felicity Huffman is supposed to spend the next two weeks. By the way, she's not actually spending two weeks, although, I mean, she kind of really is. It's so dumb. This is so dumb because the the headline is like, she's not even going to serve her entire sentence of 14 days. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, what does that mean? She's going to do like 10 or like five or something? No, No, she's going to do 13. 13. And. You might think, well, that isn't the full sentence. Well, the reason why, it's not that she's not serving the full sentence. It's that the time that she spent in the booking and all of the like transitioning. Yeah, it was like and, a several hours and they were like, let's just give her a freebie. It counts. Yeah. And that's it. So, I mean, she's still going to be in there for two weeks. And also, it's two weeks. And also, when you look at the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, California, where she will be spending the next almost two weeks... Um, looks like a dorm room to me. It does. I mean, honestly, there's a ironically, sink. it looks like a dorm room <laughs> there. Uh, yes, exactly. A dorm room that her daughter could have been living in had her mom not totally mm-hmm. skunked her chances. Exactly. Um, and this is a minimum security women's prison with a reputation as one of America's cushiest lockups. So lest you were concerned, you know, because I hear this from people all the time and I hate when people do this because you guys, somebody else just did this today. Celebrity Alec Baldwin did this thing where he was like, I don't think they should be in jail was like, these poor, very privileged people shouldn't have to suffer consequences because that was Alec Baldwin tweeting that out. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. 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 
Oh, um, Alec Baldwin said that. And what I imagine is that Alec Baldwin said that because Alec Baldwin is thinking of himself being in right. the clink for two weeks, which just tells you a lot more about Alec Baldwin than it mm-hmm. does anything else. And so when I hear things like that, I'm like, sure, like, of course, would I want anyone to go to prison? No, but I don't know that I would use my public voice to empathize with someone who's never really going to have to struggle in her life. Right. Like maybe I would just think that thought and maybe I would actually send Felicity Huffman a note and say, girl, glad it ain't me. Hope everything's okay. Right. See you next year, whatever, at our fancy, fancy Hollywood parties. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, okay. It's just, it just, it's silly to me that people would lose any sleep over Felicity Huffman. And that doesn't mean I don't have empathy. I very much do, but I think that... But you also have an eye toward justice, which is that anybody, regardless of their social stature, um, should serve time as appointed by a judge for what the wrong that they committed. And honestly, if I were Felicity, I'd be like, yes. And what I mean by that is you got caught and your consequences are pretty slim. Right. You get to go to a low minimum security prison uh, for <laughs> 13 days. For 13 days. I mean, yeah, she's probably happier than a clam. Well, I can tell you she's happier than Lori Laughlin, well, who, if she would have just pled guilty from the word go, might be facing a similar fate. Yeah, but likely will not. I mean, likely she's going to have a far stiffer punishment. She was going to have a stiffer punishment regardless, but she certainly could have made her life a lot easier than it's probably going to be. Because to your point, she she should have put down the shovel, but she kept digging. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, again, let that be a lesson to all of us. I will say, like, I don't know Felicity Huffman, but from what I... But you but are I, no... You are no... But Lori she Laughlin. is no Felicity Huffman. No, I don't know Felicity Huffman, but the impression I get of Felicity Huffman from the way she has managed this entire college admissions scandal is that she is a pragmatic person who realizes the gravity of what she did. Mm-hmm. She sees the value in... um doing the time, not squawking about it, not arguing about it, accepting this as her punishment. Um, I, I don't get the impression that we're going to have this like interview with her once she leaves, you know, the jail where she's woe is meing or telling us like some lengthy story about the, the toils of prison life. I don't get that impression. Yeah. I really just feel like she's like, I want I need to do this and I need to get to the next chapter of my life. Um and I I respect that. Absolutely. I wanted to share with you too lest you think she's going to be suffering in any way. They can have visitors uh, on Saturdays and Sundays between 8 and 2. They get about thir- they're allowed to get 35 bucks from visitors. You can only use that money in vending machines. Mm-hmm. Um inmates are also allowed up to $320 per month to spend at the commissary, Ooh, which includes Candy, cookies, ice cream, instant coffee, toiletries, greeting cards. You get to have a TV. Here's my big question. Okay. Is there a door on the toilet? Like, is can she poo in peace? Poo in peace. I don't see anything about pooping in peace here. Physical fitness, weight reduction programs are also available. Oh, it's like a spa. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but kind of. Like, it's not like hard knocks like we thought it was going to be yeah well i mean 
this is let this be a lesson to anybody else, any other celebrity who, you know, tries to deny the wrong they did and and also try to run away from the long arm of the law. You too might get three hundred and twenty dollars to spend in the commissary. Mm. Lucky you. Patty Hearst was at this place. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a star studded. Heidi Fleiss. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's your favorite fast food or junk food mashup? Doritos Locos Taco? 651-641-1071. Boy, do I wish you were offering me one of those right right now. Uh, What is your favorite fast food or junk food mashup? 651-641-1071. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.